podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsker. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Torepko. And, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Welcome back to the Game to Love podcast and uh, we're here after what was quite an epic display from the King of Clay, Rafael Nadal wins his 13th Roland Garros title there against Novak Djokovic and uh, wow, in impressive fashion, uh, I was pretty blown away by his performance and sort of underwhelmed by Djokovic's performance in the final. Yeah, well... I think the best place to start is what a few weeks we've had. We've been covering all of the French Open as best as we can. Uh, there's been some crazy matches, some brilliant results for, for younger players. Uh, but really, what we saw in the end was Djokovic in the final and Nadal in the final. And uh, did the final live up to what I expe- expected it to be? I'd say no. I don't think it did. It wasn't the amazing final I was uh, waiting to see. However, you could look at it, the fact that on a Nadal perspective, it re- literally was that amazing final because he was pretty faultless. I think the first set, he made two unforced errors. The second set, it was one unforced error. <laughs> yeah. The guy was just on another level and he wasn't making any mistakes. Djokovic has since come out and uh, praised Nadal, really, saying uh, when he plays like this, he's unstoppable, unbeatable. And um, that's exactly what he was today. You would have to agree, wouldn't you? And uh, there's not really more words that he could say, really, other than the fact that Nadal was definitely uh, the deserving winner of that final. And it's just a shame for Djokovic to go all the way through all of that uh, pressure and pain and all of the... uh, trials and tribulations of the last two weeks getting to that final only for it to be over uh i know it was three hours but it was a it was pretty feebly in the end and so many unforced errors 52 unforced errors from novak djokovic and that's just unheard of isn't it well i think i don't want to focus too much on novak being bad i think it was a case of rafa nadal was that good i think any other player on tour we said it live on the live watch along any player he would have played in this final i think it would have been the same outcome um and the way he come out i was watching the highlights actually because when we're doing the live watch along it's uh, easy like to miss certain points in the match obviously there's a lot going on like talking to everyone uh so i just sat in some silence watched the highlights and in the second set uh, there was a point, I think Nadal was up 4-1 or so. Yeah. He was, it, Some of the shots he played there is uh, some of the best I've ever seen from him, really, Roland Garros. It was incredible. Uh, he was just getting to everything. At every point, he was make, taking control of, and he just was so, so dominant. And um, it's a brilliant achievement now because obviously that's his 13th Roland Garros. It means he's got a record there of 100 wins with only the two losses. And, uh, of course, 20 Grand Slams equaling Roger Federer. Well, that's it. And uh, he just wouldn't let Djokovic out of a game, would he? He just uh, locked him into a juice. And, yeah, and that first set bageled Djokovic. And that was just a sign of things to come, wasn't it? And Djokovic 
didn't know what to do. He, just, he was throwing everything at Nadal. But if you can't win four points on a game, then you can't get the game. And that was the one thing he was struggling with. And Nadal was just pinning him back on every time. And he'd just get into that juice, but he couldn't get it over the line every time. And just when he finally started to look like he was into the match, another break. And then, you, well, Nadal was serving for the match, wasn't he? And that was pretty much the end of the end of that. Yeah, I think a big thing what I want to talk about, though, is Djokovic came out afterwards and said he was surprised. He was surprised how well uh, Nadal played. I don't know. I find that a bit weird. Like, why are you surprised? <laughs> like, granted, you could say the conditions, the roof being closed, everything was in favour of Novak in this final, in my opinion. Uh, before the tournament, he was hitting it at, I think it was 10 kilometres an hour, 10 miles an hour, uh, less powerful than what he usually does on average at Roland Garros. Everything was stacked against Rafael Nadal. The balls, heavier balls. The ball was not bouncing so high. And the weather, um, weather, it was so cold. That's the big one, of course. It was so cold. And uh, all these factors, people writing off Nadal saying, I'm not sure if he can do it. He's just proved everyone wrong. And if he can do it in in, in this tournament this year, He's going to do it until he's maybe 60 years old. Yeah, <laughs> I know there was, a, there was a famous quote by someone, I forget who it was now, and they said, uh, Rafael Nadal will win Roland Garros until he's 60. Mate, based on what I saw today, I think it's possible. You wouldn't put it past him, would you? Even at least making the semis or something like that. But uh, I think it's a bit crazy now because obviously Roland Garros isn't that far away from happening again really because if they go back to the normal slot which is when's that around about may or something like that isn't it yeah and uh yeah we're already uh in october so not long another seven months and we'll have roland garros again for is that going to be number 14 for rafa nadal why not well of course yeah we'll have to see what happens obviously with covid uh the next one next slam on the list now is obviously in australia and yep. you know, you just got a fancy Djokovic still for the favourite to, to be there. Uh, be interesting to know if uh, Roger Federer is back for that. Mm, what do well, you think? Be interesting. Uh, might be too soon for him, but we haven't really had any updates on his injury, have we? And his recovery from the knee surgery. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, as soon as we hear something, we'll let everybody know. Uh, but at the moment, I guess it's just a bit of hearsay. You just got to wait and see. Uh, what gets posted by Roger himself. I'm sure he'll let everyone know what's, which yeah. tournaments he'll be entering. So, Well, it was nice that he came up today and congratulated uh, uh, Rafael Nadal. It was a nice yeah. touch. Obviously, they're both on 20 Grand Slams now. He was talking about how he's a good friend, obviously a massive rival as well. Uh, but it was super pleased for him. So that's, that's, that's nice to see, isn't it? Well, that's it. The federal uh, romance partnership continues. So... Yeah, it's always nice to see when you've got two very, very big rivals and Rafa's sort of dominated these later years, I'd say, of Roger's career. But uh, his main role has been Novak for the past few years. Uh, but you see what happened today. Uh, I think it's a different story, obviously, if you get onto the hard court. Of, and obviously another story if you get onto the grass courts as well, yeah. where Djokovic looks super strong. But... I don't know though. The way the thing with Nadal, I always say this though. If, this is my problem. Everywhere on Garros, I watch him. He's so impressive. I then always think, oh, I think he's going to win Wimbledon this year. And then he can never really replicate that form on the grass. And no. uh, it's just me being naive, really. Every year, it's the same thing. 
I just watch him at Roland Garros and think, surely, can't you just replicate that? It's only a different surface. Just do it again, mate. We know how you can play, but it's, it's a lot harder than that, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, it skips off that turf very, very quick. And, you know, he likes a little bit of time to slide around on that baseline. And today he was, well, incredible against Djokovic. And Djokovic had to hit the lines over and over to even get yeah. one point. And, well, you know, Djokovic actually did make some crazy points in the match, to be fair to him, but it just wasn't enough. And no. yet again, we're here talking about Rafael Nadal going all the way, winning a Roland Garros without dropping a set. It's <laughs> happened again. How many times is it going to happen? He's just well, so dominant. And I think you said it before, how many games did he lose? I think it's 53 in the whole yeah. uh, in the whole tournament. 53, so. including the final. So it's remarkable, really. And then uh, it probably leads quite nicely, really, onto the women's side. Obviously, we had uh, Iga Savontek from Poland, 19-year-old. Yep. Uh, her first title not even yeah. a major just anything really she's not really won much of uh much nothing notable really and uh, she's no. there in a grand slam and winning it yeah and that was an crazy performance against kenin she obliterated her i think she only had seven itf wins before that <laughs> so that just uh, puts it into perspective she's I skipped the WTA standard and just gone straight for Grand Slam. So she wasn't uh, what more hanging around, was she? But yeah. she's definitely got the full package. And she was really, a, she was, like we say in the whole tournament, she was like the female Rafa, wasn't she? This, this like last two weeks, the way she was hitting the ball, she was dominant and there was no one even came close. There wasn't even... Did she even drop a set? I don't think she even dropped a no, set. No, didn't drop either. a set and only dropped 28 games, which is the second best of all time, beating Serena Williams' record, I believe. Steffi uh, Graf, wasn't it? No, Steph, no she, she, oh. Steffi Graf's the only one who's beaten her. She's number one. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so she's number one. I think, uh, well, Savontek's number two, and then there's a few around, and Serena Williams is there, but it's, it's just a crazy, crazy achievement. And... Um, She's like you say, no one come close to her. We thought Hallett was going to be able to beat her for that experience. <laughs> and, fin- and she breezed past her 6 1, 6 2 in 45 minutes. So, um, like you said, only one of seven ITFs. But I think now it's not crazy to think that she's going to be winning more Grand Slams, right? She's, she's definitely got it again. Like, I think her overall game is so good. I'll be shocked if we don't see her win another Grand Slam soon. Or not yeah. even that. I'm sure we'll see her in Masters tournaments, get into finals, semi finals. Um, and she's only, the only way is up really for her like I say 19 years old so and you've always uh, got all the naysayers haven't you you've really got to achieve it one more time to stop everyone's claiming fluke or claiming yeah. that you just uh, played out your skin for one tournament that you that's why you really got to prove it to everybody that you can just do it again and if we can see another great performance from her at next year's Roland Garros or even sooner maybe the Australian Open maybe she can translate that to the hard courts but she's well such a bright prospect for the women's game and refreshing like to see a 19 year old teenager winning a Grand Slam it's just really refreshing to see in the like modern day of tennis uh yeah brilliant yeah and fitting with that narrative obviously we should mention the finalist Sophia Kenin um She's won a Grand Slam, of course, only 21 years old, two years older. It's not much in it at all. And um, I wouldn't say, I think it's unfair to say that was a fluke for her in Australia. I think she was really dominant then. And uh, 
surprised us massively in this tournament, considering a few weeks before she got uh, double bageled by Azarenka, six love, six love in uh, yeah. in Rome. So what a turnaround for her. And um, yeah, I'm, what do you reckon about her? What do you think of her chances to win some tournaments in the coming Who months and years? Yeah. Well, she's definitely going to be there or thereabouts in in and around these semi-finals and finals. I think for the coming years, but she's just—I uh, reckon probably more on the hard courts. I was shocked to see her get this far on clay. Uh, she just did so well. She, uh, oh, well, I underestimated her abilities on clay. Yeah, me too. And she really shocked me. So I was really like pleasantly surprised that she has the clay court game too. But yeah, it's not as good as Savontex yet. And it's going to be hard for anyone to get close to Savontek. Be interesting if we see some of the people who didn't make the tournament and who she plays, like an Ashley Barty, people yeah. like that, and how she does against someone like that. That'd Andrescu too. That would be cool. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, Naomi Osaka wasn't here. Uh, that's a big name. Yep. That's a huge name, the biggest name in the women's game right now. So, obviously, US Open champion as well. So... Yeah, we've just had some uh, very exciting uh, new, well, not new champion, but it was nice to see. It's refreshing to see some different people winning Grand Slams. And mate, would you not say the women's tour right now is super exciting? You've got the likes of like a Rybakina as well, someone we don't even mention. She's got bags of potential, and we reckon that she could certainly be up there. You've got young people like uh, Leonie Kang, uh, obviously Leila Fernandez, another really good player. So good, uh, receiving a lot of plaudits from a lot of uh, ex-professionals. And don't forget and, some of those other youngsters that were coming through that draw as well. I know that you were like uh, singing the praises of some young Italians in there yeah. as well. Uh, and all the Italians, actually. The Italians just had a yeah. great tournament all round in uh, the French Open. So well done to them. There's some great players to look out for on the Italian scene. Well, yeah, I'll give a shout out to Yannick Sinner straight off the bat after that because I think he was brilliant in this whole tournament. Bit unlucky, really, to be facing uh, Rafael Nadal in the form he was. Uh, but in theory, he'd probably come closest to taking a set, would you not say? <laughs> yeah, him and Schwartzman's uh, efforts didn't look too bad now after that yeah. final, did they? We thought maybe, well, straight sets and close to getting a set and having these uh, sort of break points in and around the end of the set. That actually looks like a very good effort. <laughs> so, Djokovic. Hey, uh, Iru was watching that final today thinking, oh, I didn't do too bad at all. And there you go. And then uh, early in those earlier rounds, you're probably looking at someone like Travaglia. He probably did as well as Djokovic, to be fair. So <laughs> that's pretty crazy at the end of it to see what Rafa Nadal can do to the best in the world. But yeah, crazy tournament, crazy result. Don't think anyone expected it. But no. we've got some great things to take away from the tournament. We've just had some amazing like youngsters who have really shone and that's promising for the future. And that's the main thing. Yeah, we've had that side of it. And then we've also had the more older experienced guys like Rafael Nadal just showing us how good they still can be. If not, is he at his best? I don't know. I think that's probably, I don't think he is, uh, but you can't put it past him. Because for me, Novak Djokovic, the way he's been playing, is close to his best. And Rafael Nadal today was exceptional. And for me... I would put that as one of his best ever performances at Roland Garros in the final. It was amazing. I mean, it begs the question if Tsitsipas hadn't got the cramp and maybe managed to get through in five against Djokovic, would he 
put up a better test against Nadal. It's hard to I don't think so. But I don't think never, so, man. You never know, do you? Because different styles make different yeah. matches. But it would have been interesting to see somebody else at least uh, give Rafa a go rather than just the standard Djokovic. But we thought Djokovic might be able to do it. Mate, you say the standard Djokovic. This is Djokovic who hasn't lost a game until obviously get to forty against Boston. But take that out of the out of the, uh, out of the question. He's won everything. Yeah, but so I mean this is not just the standard final. Djokovic. This guy is incredible. I mean the and, standard uh, final versus. Yeah, yeah of course. Djokovic, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> but, but anyway, mate, let's get on to the other tennis because the French Open was brilliant. But there's no rest for us, and we're moving straight on now. And there's a uh, quite a few tasty ATP tournaments going on. There is indeed. I think they're under, they're going on right now. I believe like there's qualifying going on for the last few days. Uh, yes. Most of them are starting tomorrow, I believe Monday. Yeah, we have some. Or today. Draw. I think we're posting it today. So yeah, yeah. So we had some uh, qualifiers uh, on the Sunday, and the Monday is the main draw, I believe. If I can pull up, we've got Cologne, which is starting. Uh, we've, if we go through that one first, there's three ATP events starting. Yeah. Yep. And as you can see here, yeah, we've got some interesting, uh, and this is an indoor hard uh, tournament, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Struff there versus Otti. Uh, Milman Misha Zverev. Radu Albot, your mate, <laughs> he's in there. Mate, I don't give him much chance against Havert, especially the way he played mm. against Sverev. Um, and I think Sverev's in this tournament as well. He's the number one seed. Uh, so you'd fancy him to go all the way and win it. For sure. Maybe, maybe we can give our picks now. Do you have your picks? Uh, I haven't got my pick, but I was going to bring up the draw as well. If we yeah, do, bring I'd, that up. Let me just... Oh, hang on, bear with me. Sorry, I've got the yeah. draw here anyway. I've got it on my phone. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, I mean, I can just uh, stop sharing that and share the actual draw. And then that way, it looks a bit better, doesn't it? Yeah, no, <laughs> there's some big names in it. You've got, obviously, Batista Agut. He's the second seed. You've got Martin Fuksovic. Could cause a bit of a threat. Obviously, our main man, Rusevori. But he's yeah. got a really tough first uh, match against Davidovic Fokina. That's certainly not going to be easy. Don't forget the big match of that first round, Andy Murray with the wild card there, and surprisingly a favourite against Fernando Vadasco, which well, for me, Is yeah, I, think... a, I don't know. Vadasco's not played, man. I'm not seeing Vadasco uh, since COVID at all. It's not an easy match for anyone, though Vadasco and yeah, Murray's yeah, had some epic matches against him in the past, and I think that'll be a really tough match for Murray to come through there. And if he does, he's going to face Zverev again. Like, well, uh, we know, he's beaten Zverev, didn't he? <laughs> like in the Cincinnati, wasn't it? Yeah. He beat him. So, yeah, was it Cincinnati? It was Cincinnati? It was Southern? Yeah, I think Western, so, yeah. Western Southern. It was called. That was it. The Western Southern. Western Open. Southern Open. Yeah, but we got another British guy in there. We got Kyle Edmund. He's up against Lloyd Harris in the first yeah. round. And then big Steve Johnson. He's hoping to come back from his last match, which was, well, feebly went out, didn't he? But how many did he get double bageled? And I think it was 6 1, 6 1, 6 love or something in his match. Mate, it was terrible, wasn't it? Um, his last match. I can't remember yeah. who he was playing now. Was it. Uh, Kabayas Bainer? Yeah, it was. I think Kabayas so, yeah. Bainer, Bainer yeah. yeah. 61616 Love. There you go. I remember that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's up against Karinovic, and that's not <laughs> no easy one, is it? Well, I think you set me up nicely. I might as well go straight for it. So Karinovic is my pick, actually, to win the tournament. Uh, I fancy him to go all the way and win. Just looking at the draw there, um, I don't think Steve Johnson's going to trouble him at all. Uh, 
the main reason is uh, actually no, sorry, this is on hard, isn't it? Yes. Ah, so maybe I need to change my uh, thought pattern. <laughs> I was thinking this is a clay quad. I just lost my, no. my my marbles for a sec. I'll stick with Kranovic. I think he can still beat Steve Johnson. I think he's a, a very versatile player. Probably better on, on hard anyway. Um, the problem mm. is it's going to be quite tough against Steve Johnson there. But I think he'll come through it. Uh, yeah, obviously he's going to be potentially playing Zverev. Uh, I think that's in the quarters or the semis. Yeah, quarters. Uh, quarterfinals. So for me... It's a tough draw, but I think I know he's capable of it. And I've seen some really big performance from him of late. Yeah. And I think that's going to be enough. Well, we'll keep going down. We see Benoit Pairs made it into another, uh, well, event here. He's fourth seed. Mate, he got a bye. Yeah, he's got a bye in the first round. And he could face either Jordan Thompson or Dennis Novak. I'm not really sure which way that's going to go, to be honest. I would probably go shy towards Thompson. Uh but yeah, obviously we've got this one. These two youngsters who are incredible, Davidovich Fokina and Rusevori. That's no easy match to start either of their uh, campaigns. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be coming up, and that's another tough match in the next round. Uh, Chilich versus Barankis. That's, that's really a tough interesting. Score as well, early on. Yeah. And then we got Struff Otti. I expect Struff to win that. I got yeah. Herbert. You never know with Albot. He could nah, pull something. But he I won't wouldn't... pull off anything. I think Herbert will beat him in straight sets. Uh, this is interesting. Yeah, Al- obviously Laxner. We've had him on the podcast and Altmaier. That's uh, tough. Yeah, I can't call it. Felix is another one, maybe, who could have a good run in this tournament. Just watch out for Felix. Yeah, for sure. He's not been playing great of late, but uh, obviously we've had a lot of clay court tournaments. He's not really been doing it too well. Uh, even in the US Open, he was slightly disappointing, to be fair. But you never know. You know how good he can be, so you might turn it up. really like this match. Even though it's a lucky loser for Mark Polmans, he's playing Hubert Hercage, which is really a great matchup. Yeah, and then obviously the two big names at the bottom for me is Fuksovic and Agut. Yep. There you go. We can playing Jules Simon. Never easy, is it? You never know which one's going to turn up. But I expect Fuksovic to go through there comfortably. Yeah. And so have you given your pick? Oh, I don't know. It's going to be tough because, well, you're going somebody who's even got to get through the first round, really. Yeah, well, I'm going to go for it, though. I think Karinovic has got the ability. So you're going Karinovic. I don't know. I don't want to be too boring and pick. Uh, but... Looking at all of the potential people in this tournament, who have I been most impressed by on uh, hard courts? Probably say Batista Agut, to be honest. He's in He's Germany the... as well, remember? Oh, yeah, don't forget. It's very You've got the, the home Germany. advantage. Yeah, that's always... <sighs> that does sway it a little bit for me as well, because Zverev's so good in front <laughs> Come of Come on, Ben, home. we need an answer. We need an I'm answer. Re- well, I'm going to go with... Batista are good just okay. because I think that he has such solid form. If he just continues solid, people can just fall by the wayside if he plays his top game. So I'm just hoping that he can brush past Fuchskovic. not going to be too easy, but then he could potentially face, I think he could take out Herkaj or Milman, and then you could be looking at maybe Felix. I think he could take him out as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I think maybe Fuksovic could take him out, though. It's a bit of an upset. But yeah. That's why I went against it. But I would like to see a good win, obviously, repping the Spanish flag. So 
fits with yeah. the narrative. <laughs> but oh, anyway, definitely. let's move on to the next one because we've got another two to get through. Yes, we do indeed. Let me bring up the drawer of this rather than going down the uh, list like I did yeah, on yeah. the first one. And this one is do, in... I'll bring up some of the matchups. This one is in Sardinia, this one. So you've got some... And this one, I believe, is Claycourt. Yeah, it's, it's Claycourt tournament, this yeah. one. And some, yeah very familiar clay court players that you're going to be seeing in this tournament in this yeah tournament. well for me the one who stands out big time is uh Massetti Massetti yes. is going to be back and he's playing Pablo Cuevas he yeah. got a wild card into the tournament uh quite big what? actually really but I can understand why he's getting a wild card he's going to bring out crowds and he's an exciting young player and personally I think he's going to beat Cuevas uh, obviously, Cuevas the eighth seed. We know how good he can be on clay. Oh, uh, but Massetti's just been exceptional of late. Yeah, I mean, should we look down these? I'll start at the top. Obviously, Fanini is a buy through the first first round. Yeah, there. he's the number one seed. And then we've got, this is a really interesting one, Correa versus Cabayas Baina as a first yeah. <laughs> round and match. And to be honest, mate, whoever wins that, I think they're probably going to knock out Fanini. He's not looking great at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, coming back from that injury. The only thing he's got in his favour really is that it's in Sardinia and you'd fancy um, the home advantage maybe to give him a bit of an extra push. Yeah, then we've got Del Bonis Seppi. That's a good one. I expect uh, Del Bonis. Seppi must be about 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, you know. And then we've got uh, Anuha and Kovalik. Well, that's, uh, I expect Anuha to probably go through there. Uh, TFO. Uh, he's yet to finish his last tournament, if I believe. He still has a final to play against Salvatore Caruso on a Monday, but it might have even commenced by the time this comes out. Uh, yeah, so he's going to be... I'm not sure how he's working this. So he's playing a final and then moving over to another tournament maybe the same day or the next day or in the Where evening. Where is his final? Uh, it's still in Italy, I believe. Oh, yeah, it's in Parma, so that makes yeah. sense. Uh, yeah, it's big, pretty crazy. He's got the final at 9am against Caruso in the Challengers. And then he's playing... <laughs> what time's the other one? It says this one's 9am as well, though. So how's no, that that's not, that's not right. Is it no, the next the 13th, day? Then. Oh, yeah, it's the next day. Okay, that's so he's the, got... That's Tuesday. So he's, got, he's only got, to be fair, he's not got any rest. He'll be playing the final. And then the next day, he's straight in it at Sardinia. Obviously, this is a bit of a step up being... Uh, I think it's what is an ATP 250. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, definitely a step up from the challenger that he's in the final of. But we've got yeah. some, well, like you said, very exciting matches in this one. Uh, Gianluca Mega there against Cecinato. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Andrej Martin, who's actually a lucky loser, which is surprising. He's going up against Tommy Paul. Got uh, like you were speaking about Lorenzo Massetti. That's going to be really exciting. I, I reckon he could do, like you said, he could take out Cuevas, the eighth seed, straight away. Yeah, and then you've got the other finalist there, Caruso. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> so Caruso, he's they were going to they could get a taxi together over from uh, Palma. I'll make a prediction now. Whoever wins that final, they're going to be going out in this next one straight away. The it's next day, I can choice. guarantee I know they're going to be going out. It seems to be the curse of winning the tournament. You seem to always go out the next uh, the next tournament you play in the first round. Um, and the thing with that is, it's going to be a case of no rest, really, going straight into it from there after travelling. Yeah, um, You never know. They could still do it, but that's my prediction. Yeah, Zepieri as well, really exciting young Italian player. They've got so many of them. Yeah. Uh, and funny enough, he's playing against one of them. 
the Sanay guy. Sané Obviously, Sanay goes a slightly more experienced. Definitely. Uh, he's in the top more. 40. I think he's like 40th in the world. So you'd yeah. fancy Sanego to win that. But I think Sipieri could trouble him. He's a, he's a guy me and you have followed quite a bit because we enjoy watching him on the Challenger Tour. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Very okay. good player. Really, really promising prospect from uh, Italy there. And then we obviously got down there, a bit more of an old school player, Yuri Vesely. And uh, I'd expect him to probably come through that one against Machrat or Machrat. Yeah, yeah. That's the right pronunciation. We got Summit Nagal, who qualified. I think yeah. he, he believe he beat Andre Martin as well in the yeah, qualification. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had, he had some tricky matches, but he come through and was really impressive. And we know how good he can be. He actually played. Um, you, always, you always call him, didn't you? The Indian Nadal. Yeah, the Indian Nadal. Yeah, he's not quite at that level yet, is he? But uh, he uh, came up against Laszlo Gere, I believe, last week as well. I think they played in the tournament last week, and I think Gere just pipped him in three. But very, very close match that's going to be again. And we could see an all Serbian next round there, Dusan Lajovic waiting in the wings for whoever wins that one. Yeah, not right. ideal, is it? You facing him? <laughs> I reckon. I don't know if you want to ask for a pick. I reckon this guy is probably my pick. This one here. I reckon yeah, well, we've got the same pick, man. That's my one as well. So we've yeah. both gone for the same guy, Casper Rude. Do we have to give a reason why? I think nah. it's just because he is that good and we know how well he's been playing. Uh, he just seems to be a level up right now than a lot of these other guys there. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, it looks so good in the uh, French. So that's the main reason that I'm going to pick him. I think that he really looked like he was growing as a player in that tournament. And, showed and not just that, he's had a bit of rest now as well, right? Obviously, he crushed yeah. out. I think team beat him in, was it five sets? Um, let me just double check that. Just for, We've got to fact check these things, haven't we? Otherwise, we'll get ourselves in trouble. Let me get rid of that. And then we can just go on to here. So... But yeah, he looked so impressive that whole tournament that I just think I know that... what round he went out. He's had enough time now, maybe a, a week or so, maybe like 10 days. He's had time to sort of regroup yeah. and well, get ready for this match. Straight sets to Dominic team. That was straight it. sets. I mean, but it was that was when it just Dominic team just sort of turned it on, didn't he? That was with his last bit of energy within the tournament, I think, Dominic team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were playing under a closed roof for that match as well. I don't know if that pays any uh difference to the result but he looked good in that first set and he was the better player for two sets against dominic team so i think there's no dominic team in this tournament so that's also he's, he's a rafa academy uh prospect and uh we know how well that's been doing for rafa Nadal right now so if he's got an ounce of that i think he's going to be okay in this tournament hopefully he's got a little bit more than an ounce <laughs> then he can get all the way to that final but yeah so that's our pick for that one and that's uh sardinia we got last up St. so much tennis mate all this tennis all happening at once st petersburg next as well so we got yep. st petersburg indoor hardcore tournament again and i'll try and bring up the draw for this one as well there's some very familiar names uh i'm sure you'll recognize here well, I'll take it from the top because I've got it here. It's Daniel Medvedev. He's the first That's seed, him. number one. Uh, yeah, he's got a tricky one, though, to start off with. You've got it up there, uh, Gasquet. Yeah, that's never and, easy. Uh, Gasquet, funny enough, he's the youngest player ever to win multiple challenger titles. Just a little wow. statistic there. And uh, do you know who the second is? No. Rafael Nadal. Ah, of course. And there's a few other names there. And guess who's just joined that list today? 
Alcaraz Garcia. Wow. The 17 year old. He's just joined the list with another challenger title today. At this time, was it uh, Barcelona, I believe? Barcelona, yeah. Yeah. So he's joined a, a, a list of top players. I think even uh, Bernard Tomic is on this list. So. Wow. Yeah. It's not. It's very... not done yet. But he was. He come, He burst onto the scene, didn't he? Yeah, he was really good, Tomic, when he burst onto the scene. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. There was uh, he obviously became a very con- controversial figure on court, and it was very outspoken. And his antics on and on the court were not. It gives up, every- doesn't it? At times, no, it? people don't perceive it as very good sportsmanlike behavior. The way he behaved on court, and he ruffled a lot of feathers. I know that Dan Evans, he was one of his most hated players to play, wasn't it? I think they yeah. really had a lot of beef with each other. So. Yeah, he's just one person. Probably didn't realize his full potential. But, yeah, but it's funny enough. Gasquet was the number. He was the guy coming through. He won two like multiple uh, challenger titles before any other player ever in the history book. So wow, he had a lot of promise, and uh, that's why we need to be careful with Carlos Alcaraz Garcia, not to get too carried away. Um, for me, I just think he's a different breed. Like I just, I, th- I know I'm going to get carried away after just saying that statement. <laughs> But it just, for me, he just seems so good. But maybe Gasquet was like that too. I don't actually remember it uh, too fondly. Well, Gasquet's always been at the top of the... He's still there, really. He can still compete with some of the top players on his day. And, yeah, he's always been... Oh, we saw him in the, what's it, the UTS. He was he was killing it, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he still mixes it with some of the best players. He's still got the one of the best backhands on tour. So when that's firing... He's always a danger to anybody, but it's just about, and as it's sort of common knowledge, I keep bringing it up, he just seems to start playing better when he's losing, though, and it just would be nice to see if him play from uh, from the off, like start attacking the ball more when he's winning yeah, rather yeah. than when he's losing. When he's losing, it's always a little bit too, little bit, uh, too, little too late sometimes. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to see how Gaste or Gasquet gets on against uh, Medvedev because Medvedev, you never know, might still be a little bit shaky after losing in uh, Roland Garros, but I doubt it. I'm guessing Medvedev's going to clear up. Uh, he's in Russia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Opelka there against, and it's Serbia. on hard, I believe, as well. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so I would expect Medvedev to. Yeah, go through that. Opelka, I'd expect to go through his first round match. This one, interesting. Emilio Gomez, Safulan. Yeah, the Russian guy. I'm not sure. Uh, he's a good player. He's a good player, for sure. Um, not, been, not been seeing much of him of late, so I'll have to check that out and see how he dicks on. Is this Feliciano Lopez? Yeah. Against Borna Chark. That's interesting. Yeah, no, this, is a, this is a very stacked field in um in St. Petersburg. There's a lot of top players here. And it's yeah. going to be super interesting to see how we go. Obviously, there's a name there. We've got Hatchin off there, wow. a really top player. Duckworth, we know how uh, uh, fond the Australian guys are of him. Yes. Uh, I forget who, who was it. Was it uh, Chris O'Connell said he's the best player he's ever played against? Yeah, I mean, he absolutely battered O'Connell, I think, when in one of the first games when they came back, I believe. Mm. Might have been him. Might have been some another one, actually. But I think he said he really struggled against him. No, it was, I think it was Max Purcell he played, sorry. Right. Yeah, when he came back, but I think he was rusty. But uh, yeah, when he played Duckworth, he said he just he had an awkward game. He said he couldn't mm. get used to it, could he? He's just really annoying to play and just that's why he couldn't beat him. But yeah. yeah. Saying that, Hatchinoff is a kind 
kind of like the level up. So you'd expect <laughs> yeah. him to win. Not just that, it's also in Russia as well. So yes. I think the Russians are going to have a good tournament. But you've got Karatsev there. That's an exciting one. We know yep. how well he's been. He's been winning everything. A bit disappointed he didn't qualify, though, for the French Open. But it's Corda, though, wasn't it? And Corda had a very good tournament until Rafael Nadal swept him aside. And, uh, yeah, we got Mr. Underarm Serve there, Bublik, up against uh, Mackenzie McDonald. So that'd be quite an interesting first-round match. I think it's quite tight. I expect Bublik to win that, though, to be honest. What about the Wolf? The Wolf's back. He's qualified, and he's up against Milos Raonic in the first round. That's not an easy one, is it? God, I don't like that draw for him. Mate, we could see Raonic back to his best again, obviously, in Cincinnati. I know it seems like ages ago. We've had so much tennis since then, but he was the man. Yeah. Um, so dominant. He got to the final, right, against Novak Djokovic. He did indeed. And, uh, well, I think he started that. Was he up? I think he won. Did he win the first set, I believe? And... Then after that, it just crumbled, I mean, or he was up a few breaks. He was playing really well anyway, and then just yeah, sort he won of capitulated. The first, I believe. I think it was the first set. Yeah, it yeah. was. He'd 6 1 in the first. He won. Yeah. So, yeah, he just had an incredible tour. He obviously beat Sitapas, Krajinovic, Murray, Dan Evans, uh, and Sam Query as well. So, yeah. very, very good. He obviously didn't play the French Open, but now we're back on hard courts again. And I'd expect to see him, well, start where he left off really i mean he lost to pospisil at the uh us open that all a canadian affair yeah but you'd expect him to take out wolf really and yeah, maybe and make I... yeah sorry ben you're gone i was gonna say i'm expecting him to make a good run maybe there if you can see the draw he'll probably he'll probably be facing maybe a Hatchinov there in the quarterfinals if they both make it and you still fancy his chances against him to be honest and if that's the case then they're going to have a Medvedev side of the draw, so he could face a Medvedev semi-final. Yeah. Now, but Medvedev's a different animal in Russia on hard, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's Medvedev's to lose. Um, but saying that, there's some big names to go down. Uh, obviously, yes. Kesmanovic, we know how good he can be. But the big one I want to talk about down here is obviously Andre Rublev. Could this be his tournament to win? Could obviously. be. The only, my only big concern is if he play, if he does face Medvedev, I don't really give him a chance. I think Medvedev's in his head. Yeah, a little bit. Like he he's never... fully in his head. Like he's just like a his younger brother. To, for never me. won a set against him, has he? Yeah. So it's really tough to. But Rublev's getting better all the time. You just well, they played he... each other, didn't they, in the U.S. Open, and he just blitzed him. Yeah, I, it was close first set though, and that was. Yeah. I don't know. I, you see the gap closing slightly, but he's still yet to get a set. Until he gets a set, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to give Rublev any edge at all. But yeah, some still some he's still got some work to do. But I still could see him going far in this. If he can get past Pospisil, that looks like the tougher match there. And then yeah, yeah. I reckon you could see him all the way through to like a semi final, maybe. Well, I don't know. Umbert's quite a tricky player. Mm, I still see him beating him though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then you've got obviously the tie of the round probably with Renka Dan Evans. Ooh, that's n- very that's nice. even in my opinion. I like that match. Yeah, I can't call it at all. I'll be honest. I think Dan Evans, when he turns it on, and I, I do like his game a lot more on hard, to be honest. Mm. Um, he looks good, doesn't he? Like when, against some of the best players, he can really mix it with like the best single-handed backhand players. And yeah, yeah, we've seen him. He's done well. He even well, he beat Rublev, didn't he, in one of their recent matches? So it just shows the level that Dan Evans is at. So. 
Yeah, we've got Don Scoy there, obviously, a fan of the podcast, the guy we've had on. Hey, Don Scoy. I'll be cheering him on. I hope he can uh, get through Jerusalem. It's going to be a big ask. It's <laughs> a toughie, uh, isn't it? It's not an yeah, easy I'm glad start. he got a wild card, though. He deserves it. He's a really nice bloke, and I enjoyed talking to him. And I uh, wish, wish him well. And then we've got Avashka Manorino. And then, well, down here, this is no easy start for Dennis either, is it? Shapovalov up against Sam Query. And Query is, well, you just never know which one's going to go. Gave uh, Rublev a t- tough test, didn't he? Yeah. In the last uh, match, he probably played and nearly knocked Rublev out in uh, straight sets. But Rublev, being the fighter he is, came back to win in five. But Dennis, I'd expect Dennis to go through this. And if Dennis could make a good run here, I think. I think if he plays his top tennis, he could easily mm, make a... He could get a Wawrinka Evans. He would get a Wawrinka Evans in the quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But I still can see him going past there. I could see him making a semi, really, to be honest. Yeah, and then he's got Rublev as well, lurking around. He's yeah. certainly not going to be... There's a lot of good players in this tournament this year. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to win. Uh, you're going for now to go for your pick. You can go first this time. Oh God, it's just going to be boring if I say uh, Medvedev. Though I think I'm going to try something a bit different. I'm going to rely on Medvedev, maybe still being a little bit rusty, and I'm going to say Round. It's the same as mine. I'm going to say Raonic. Yeah, knew it. <laughs> what is that? Who you're going to say? Yeah, okay, that's I, won't, my one. <laughs> I won't. I won't say Raonic then. I won't say Raonic. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go for someone different. If you're Raonic, I'm going to say Karen Hatchinov. Okay. And I think because he's in Russia, he might be able to turn it on and actually, well, maybe cause an upset on some of his fellow Russians because everyone's looking at Rublev, yeah. everyone's looking at Medvedev. He might sneak through the middle. Hey, I think that's a really good pick and he could he could well do it. But I'm going to stick with my one that I picked out beginning and that's going to yeah. be Raonic. Why? Uh, if he can if he can do play the same way he did in the Western and Southern Open, I don't think anyone can stop him. And when his serves are firing on that hard court, people the players are going to be struggling to adapt. There's players who have been playing on clay recently. The schedule's not quite there. But one thing what we do know is if you've got a big serve and you consistently can get them in, yeah, that's something you can't take away from him. So no. for me, I think that's going to basically award him a lot of free points in this uh, in, in, the, in the matches he plays and ultimately give him that little bit of advantage in uh, closer closer matches. Mm, we will see. We will see. It's very exciting stuff anyway. Can't wait to see how all of those, all our selections get on. And, uh, yeah, it's an exciting week of tennis ahead. I'm obviously off on holiday. Uh, just got to pop over to see my girlfriend's family over in Bulgaria. And I'll be back uh, Monday week. I might be able to do a sneaky uh, one on some ho- or hotel Wi-Fi midweek podcast if we, if we can manage to get a good Wi-Fi connection to be able to do it. But if we, if not, I'm sure JG will maybe either give you an update or update you with all the results beginning yeah. the next week. Yeah, we're not going to do as many podcasts as what we've been doing for over the last few weeks. We'll have a little bit of a break. I think we deserve one. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> um, but we will maybe try and bring you a podcast maybe Thursday now. Um, and then obviously, if we don't, bench back Monday, we'll do one for sure. And then we can go through and see how wrong we was, like we are every single other tournament. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I hope you have a good holiday, mate. Cheers, buddy. 
And then, uh, yeah, thanks everybody who's obviously subscribed and liked all the videos and, yeah, and given us all the support over this uh, French Open period. But looking forward to some more cracking action and I'll see you on the next one, I guess. Yeah, thanks to everyone. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Peace. Podcast Network.